0: Hello Second Chancers. As always, it is my pleasure that you've joined me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it. And it'll help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen, and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I'd love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me at Richard at SecondChanceCoaching.com or via Instagram at Lewis. Today, we're talking about to vote or not to vote. That's the title of today's podcast. It's a little bit of play on words on the opening phrase of Hamlet, to be or not to be. However, today we're certainly talking about voting because in the United States of America, voting is the voice of our democracy. And in my opinion, to not vote, I just believe is simply not an option. As a returning citizen, voting is very precious to me and our population. Voting is our voice. To instill representatives who we want to represent us and our interest to optimize integration in mainstream society. In the state of Florida prior to 2018, Florida was one of one four, was one of four states in the union that had permanent felony disenfranchisement for those with a felony conviction. In the state of Florida, that equated to 10% of the adult population. In my case, my conviction was in New York, so I was fortunate to be able to vote in Florida because my civil rights were restored in the state of New York. Leading up to the 2018 midterm elections in the state of Florida, we had on the ballot amendment four, which was the voting rights restoration for felons initiative. The 2018 midterm elections was the last election my mother and I voted together before she passed. Mom firmly believed that voting was our duty. She treated it as a family affair. She always voted with me, my sister, or sometimes she'd vote with the both of us. It was always a fun day and those were some great memories. Mom treated Election Day like it was a Super Bowl. We'd always have breakfast or lunch, you know, on the day that we voted. Of course, we would go vote together and talk about those issues. And then in the evening, right around 5 o'clock, she would watch all the different networks and we would sit around together and treat it as a watch party to watch and listen to the results come in and listen to the commentaries. She certainly enjoyed that and we enjoyed doing that with her. One of the many memories that we enjoyed having with mom. In 2018, when it came to Amendment 4 in the state of Florida, Amendment 4 was designed to automatically restore voting rights to over 1.4 million Floridians upon the completion of their sentence. Prior to 2018, returning citizens would have to wait five to seven years past the completion of their sentence and then apply in person in the state's capital of Tallahassee and appear in front of the Executive Clemency Board. Amendment 4 would eliminate that but it needed 60% of the voting population to pass. This would not be eligible, those who committed murder or had a felony sex offense, they would not be eligible for the provisions that would be given in Amendment 4. Those individuals would still have to appear and still appear today before the Executive Clemency Board. I was certainly passionate about this Amendment 4. Certainly I wanted to optimize the opportunity for returning citizens. And of course my mom, who was a staunch champion of democratic rights. She grew up in Haiti where voting for your representatives was not possible. And of course, her son being a returning citizen, she strongly felt that voting and the democratic process should be available to everyone. The birth of Amendment 4 really came from a gentleman named Desmond Mead, who's now the executive director of the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. Mr. Meade himself was also convicted of a felony but he now has a law degree from the from Florida International University. And his spark started about voting rights when his wife ran for Florida legislature and he could not vote for her. So his spark and his passion was ignited by the movement of not being able to vote for his own wife. And that gave birth to the florida rights restoration commission when amendment four was going through the process of being in the news and being advertised and and there was a lot of discussion going back and forth about it I had a conversation with a buddy of mine and he and i are on opposite ends of the political spectrum but surprisingly even in this day and age we respected each other we still respect each other and we respected each other's opinions i've always been registered npa which is no party affiliation so that's pretty much your i'm an independent So if you go into labels, or if you want to lean into labels, one could always say that I probably leaned as a liberal. And my buddy, even though I assumed he's Republican, he certainly was openly conservative. And he talked to me about that he was going to vote no on Amendment 4. And I talked to him about why I would vote yes on Amendment 4. I was working on my dissertation at the time, or really, I was almost pretty much finished with it. And I was telling him my re-entry story and why I wrote my dissertation. And I talked about how my journey in reintegrating into mainstream society and other returning citizens who had that journey they just wanted to work pay taxes contribute to society and be full participants in the journey of citizenship and part of that full journey should be for them to have a vote and have a voice because if you're paying taxes and you're sitting there being a part of society you should have a voice in how society is being run and that vote should take place it would almost be if i'm paying taxes And i'm being a part of society it's almost taxation without representation he understood that and he understood where i was coming from and in our further discussion he indicated that he would vote for amendment four and i was very happy to hear that on november 6 2018 that's when the midterm elections took place and and like i said amendment Four was on the ballot and it needed 60 percent of the voting population to vote for it in order for it to become law there's over 21 million people that live in the state of florida and there's just about 14 and a half million eligible voters. So if all 14 million voted, that would be 100% participation. Unfortunately, it was only about 7.9 million people voted in the midterm elections. So that's another thing. We should always have maximum participation in an election. But in November 6, 2018, we had 7.9, just a little above 7.9 million people voted. And for Amendment 4 a little over 5.1 million people voted yes and about 2.8 million people just above 2.8 million people voted no. So the yeses was 64.5% and the noes were 35.45%. So Amendment 4 successfully passed. And then on January 8th, 2019, over 1.4 million returning citizens became eligible to vote in the state of Florida. As I indicated earlier, that restored 10% of the voting adult population and even more importantly, That restored 21.5% of the African-American voting population in the state of Florida. In a future podcast, we'll talk about the color of conviction, where we will highlight the statistically disproportionate convictions of people of color and the collateral consequences that come with that, which include voting. And that really does affect the population dynamic of voters, not only in the state of Florida, but in many states. And I know people get tired of talking about racial implications and a lot of times people just want people to get past it and we shouldn't be talking about this in 2020. And as a person of color, I will tell you, I'd love to get past it. But I understand that the reality that race is a factor in our lives and race is also a factor in the administration of our criminal justice system. Since 2018, since the passage of Amendment 4 in the state of Florida, there's been numerous legal challenges ongoing in regards to this amendment. And that was due to an amendment that was passed in, in the Florida Senate, which is Senate Bill 7066. And SB 7066 indicated that former felons must pay all legal financial obligations from their period of incarceration prior to their voting rights being restored. Opponents of SB 7066, which is led by the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, calls this bill a Jim Crow era poll tax designed to suppress votes saying that only those wealthy enough to pay their debts could vote and if you're too poor you're not sufficiently rehabilitated proponents of sb0766 indicated that fines and fees are part of one sentence And in order for one's rights to be fully restored, they have to pay those fines in order for their census to truly be completed and for their rights to be restored. The Florida Rights Restoration Coalition has an ongoing drive, has been doing an ongoing drive to pay the fines for former felons, for returning citizens, to restore their rights to vote. They continue to take donations as we speak right now. And if you're interested in supporting this cause, definitely go to the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition website at floridarrc.com. Those donations will certainly enable returning citizens who are eligible to have their voting rights restored and to have a full voice and a full participation in their citizenship and in this democracy. If you're a returning citizen and you want to check your availability or your eligibility to vote, definitely go on their website and go to floridarrc.com slash register. That's floridarrc.com slash register. Or you could call one 877 my 0 also, if you want more information, if you're in the state of Florida about voting, you can go to the Florida Department of State's website. That's at dos.myflorida.com. Also, if you wanna know about the issues going on in your state or in the state of Florida, you can go to the website for the League of Women Voters and get that information at vote411.org. Early voting in the state of Florida starts from Saturday, October 24th to Saturday, October 31st. Certainly, you wanna check with your state early voting systems, because I'm quite sure there's early voting going on across the the nation. But on the day that this podcast is being broadcast, Monday, October 5th, 2020, the day that this podcast premieres, today is the deadline to register to vote in this year's general election. So if you haven't registered to vote yet, today is the day, Monday, October 5th, 2020, today is the day for you to register to vote. If you can't get somewhere to register to vote, if you can't get to the supervisor your, county, your local supervisor or County Board of Elections to register to vote, then certainly mail in your registration ballot. It has to be postmarked by today, Monday, October 5th, 2020. In the in Broward County, where I live, you can go to the Supervisor County of Elections. There's two locations, one in Lourdes Hill, one in Brickell, and go to the Supervisor County of Elections, pick up a ballot, and you can submit it right there on site. And you can go online, to browardsoe.org and you could actually check to see that your ballot has been received and it's been counted i've already done the voting where i've already given my ballot to the supervisor county of elections and i've checked online and saw that my ballot was received and my ballot has indeed been counted in the general election this year we're going to be looking and making a lot of different selections as far as our election is concerned obviously everyone knows we'll be choosing who our next president of the United States is gonna be. But on your ballot, whether you're here in the state of Florida or in your local municipality, you'll also be looking at voting for your United States House of Representatives, at your house rep. You might be also voting for your United States Senator. In Florida, neither one of our senators are eligible for election this year. Their election time is not up. In Florida, we're also looking at our state representative. We could also be looking at city commissioners or our city council. We could look at our county clerk our Office of Public Defenders, our Broward Soil and Water Commission seats. In Hollywood, our mayor ran unopposed, so he won't be on the ballot. He's already elected. There'll be numerous judges that you could choose from as to whether or not they should keep their seats or not. And a lot of times people say, well, how do I find out that information? Whether you're in Florida or whether you're in your local municipality, go to the website of your local State bar association believe me they have they have information about the judges in your area about their judicial records and see if you're comfortable in voting for them in Broward County you could go to Browardbar.org that's Browardbar.org and you can look at the judicial rev- records and reviews of those judges to see if you want to vote for them or not in Broward County we have six amendments for the state of florida so so whether you're in broward county or any of the counties in florida there's six statewide amendments that's going to be on the ballot that we have to vote on and also in broward county there's two county ordinances that we're also voting on as well certainly all of these things require research and the research is not that hard go on google this is the one endorsement that i'll give on this podcast google is your friend entrepreneurs use google Researchers use Google. Successful people use Google. Research is so important and it keeps you informed. As a voter, it is you that are voting for our public servants. Your voice is powerful. Your voice is your vote. Whether you vote early by submitting your ballot to the county elections office, whether you go in the early voting period or you wait till November 3rd on election day, make sure that your voice is heard 100% of eligible voters should vote in the midterm elections here in Florida 7.9 million people voted but there was 14 million eligible voters that should not be the case Uh, there should be 100% participation eligible voting in Broward county and whatever county or municipality you are in across this country there really should not be an option not to vote you should vote voting is your voice voting is your chance voting is your first chance. It's your second chance. It's your ongoing chance for your voice to be heard. Make sure your voice is heard. Speaking of voices to be heard and speaking about your chances, once again, I invite you, if you'd like to work with me one-on-one as a returning citizen, as a coaching client, a rep of a business or college and university, certainly contact me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or reach out to me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, You've been blessed to see another day. You've been given your second chance. Make the best of it. I love you all. Take care and be well.